Our text this evening will be read from Matthew uh, chapter 26, verses 69 through 75. That's Matthew 26, 69 through 75. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied him before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he has gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied him, denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for the speech bereath thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man, and immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out, and he wept bitterly. You know, it is important for us as Christians to take a stand for what is right. It is also very important to us as we take a stand to let our light shine in this dark world. What does it mean to take a stand, and what does that look like? Sometimes it can be hard to take a stand simply because we want to fit in. We don't want to be made fun of. We often worry a lot about what people think of us. We also are worried about our reputation. But I think there are many things that we do throughout the day, throughout our lives, throughout the week, that show that we take a stand for the spiritual things. A simple thing that we do is we pray over our food. I think it's the little things like that allows us to shine our light daily. It doesn't take long that when you hang out with somebody, you realize maybe what they stand for, and they also realize what you stand for. Something that we can always do that takes a stand is simply giving our testimony. You know, I think a lot of times we can simply give our testimonies without even saying a single word. I think I've said this before, but I played baseball in high school. And on my team, it didn't take long that they realized I was a Christian. Years later, I was at a gym and one of those people men or boys that was on the, the baseball team, he saw me there, and the first thing he asked me was, are you still a Christian? You know, I think another thing that we can do is just helping others in need, and that is just simply showing kindness. I say this is taking action. I think it's important for Christians to take action. I think also what we can do is we need to have a good attitude. We live in a world that a lot of people have a very poor attitude. And we want to make sure that we don't complain a lot. It's easy to fall into the trap of complaining, but we don't want to be like that. We want to let our light shine. I asked Hannah what it means to take a stand. She, she told me, Dad, I, I don't know quite how to explain it, but I will give you an example. She goes to Clackamas High School, 
And uh, every morning they do the Pledge of Allegiance. And it's only her and one other girl that stands up in her class, not even the teacher stands up and does the Pledge of Allegiance. She takes a stand for what she believes in. We know on occasion we find ourselves needing to stand up for what we believe to be right and also to be true. I think first and the most important thing to know is what we actually believe in. The only way we can know what we believe in is we need to make sure that we search the scriptures. We need to search the scriptures regularly. We need to be prayed up. We need to make sure that we meditate on the word of God. And we need to be where the Lord wants us to be, to be able to take that stand and to allow our light to shine. We also know Paul encouraged the Christians in the day in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He said to stand firm in their faith and be strong and to be courageous. We need to be have faith, we need to be strong, and we need to be courageous. We know that the word courageous says not deterred by danger or pain. It says that another way you could say this is we need to be brave. You know what? When I was thinking of what it means to be brave, the thing that popped into my head was a Ferris wheel. A few months ago, I went to Disneyland with some of my friends, and uh, we went to California Adventure, and they have a really big Ferris wheel. And I had been there with my kids a few times, the California Adventure, and even my my uh, daughter this evening said, I don't ever remember you going on that Ferris wheel, which I would never actually go on that Ferris wheel. But all the other guys decided they wanted to go on that Ferris wheel. To be honest with you, I don't like to be caged up. I think I must have a fear of confined spaces. So I never go on that. But because everybody else was going on it, and I didn't tell them I didn't want to go on it, I tried to be as brave as I can, I could, and I went on that Ferris wheel. You know what, I can tell you I probably won't go on it again, but I was brave for that short period of time. But you know, as a Christian, we need to be brave, we need to be courageous, and we need to stand up for what we believe in. You know, I don't believe that Christians are called to sit back. I believe that we are called to let our light shine. You know, we see in this text here, we see Peter denying Jesus. We see in verse 58, it says, let us know that he, Peter let us know fall that Peter fall at a distance while Jesus was led to the high priest. It even says he sat with the guards and waited to see how it would end up. We also read in verse 56 that, that all the disciples ran away, but Peter alone did not run away. I think that took bravery on Peter's behalf. It says, for Peter to enter into the courtyard of the high priest's house showed that he was a brave man. Peter was torn, I believe at this, between two feelings. He had the fear that felt that he felt that he wanted to run away. But the thing that kept him there, he had a love for Jesus that kept him where he needed to be. We need to have that love for Christ. When we have that love for Christ, that will help us to stand up for him. We know after Peter made the third denial, it says that the cock crew, and he remembered, and it said he went and he wept bitterly. 
We want to remember Peter because he did have courage while he was there in the courtyard. And he was brave to a certain level. You know, when I was younger, there was a, a, on the radio, there was a guy called Paul, Paul Harvey. And he often, what he said is the rest of the story. I'm thankful for Peter, there is the rest of the story. And we know the rest of the story there happened on the day of Pentecost. You know, we know that the day of Pentecost, he stepped forward. It even says that the apostles stepped forward and they preach or he preached to the crowd. You know, it says there that as they were wondering if they were drunk, we see that Peter stood up. He made it, he made an announcement. They were not drunk, but they were filled with the Holy Spirit. It says that day that when Peter preached that there was over 3000 souls saved that single day. You know, we see a different Peter when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. When we have the Holy Spirit upon our life, it gives us the boldness to stand up for what is right. And we need to stand up for what is right in the world today. You know, another example of this that I, I think is very in the Bible is in Daniel. We see the three Hebrew children that truly stood up for what was right. We read here in Daniel chapter 3, read about three Hebrew children, and we read about a king named Nebuchadnezzar. We know that King Nebuchadnezzar, he built a golden statue. It said it stood 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. That when people heard the music playing, they were commanded to bow down and to worship that golden statue or be cast into the fiery furnace. We know there was three Hebrew children there. There was probably more Hebrews there, but we at least know that there was three by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who lived in the same land that King Nebuchadnezzar lived. And it said they refused to bow down to that golden image. Sometimes in our lives, we need to refuse to do certain things. If it goes against what the Lord is asking us to do, we need to refuse that and take a stand for what is right. We see also, I think this is quite interesting, we see some of the astrologers. They said they went to the king to let him know that some of the Jews paid no attention to you and, re, and they re, when the Hebrew children refused to serve your God and to worship your golden statue. It says, so I was thinking about this as these astrologers went to King Nebuchadnezzar. There's always those who may go and act like they're really concerned. I don't think they really cared what Nebuchadnezzar did. I think they were just trying to promote themselves. I think they were trying to take attention off themselves to be able to promote themselves. But I'm thankful that the, the three Hebrew children, they stood for what was right. And we know through this that we know that Nebuchadnezzar made him very angry. He even ordered the three Hebrew children to be brought to him before him. And the king gave them one more chance to bow down. I'm so thankful that they stood strong. Even with one more chance to bow down, they did not bow down. They said they answered him back. We do not need to defend ourselves before you. What they're saying is we don't need to justify what we are doing. And this is the best part of the story. It says our God is able to save us, but if he doesn't, we still will never serve your gods and worship your golden statue. They weren't for sure. They did not know that the Lord would deliver them, but they had a faith 
that either way, if God will deliver us, if God does not deliver us, we will not bow down to that golden statue. We know at this time, this made King Nebuchadnezzar very furious. The king commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter. And even this part, I think, is interesting. It said, in the strongest men to bind them and to throw them into the furnace. I don't see them really fighting back. I'm not sure why he needed the strongest men, but that's what he did. It says the furnace was so hot that when they threw him in, threw them into the flame, it even killed the soldiers. We know that God delivered them. Why? Because they took a stand. It said not even a hair on their head was singed. You know, I've done a little bit of cooking sometimes in front of a barbecue, and you'll singe that hair on your hands. It says there there wasn't even a hair that was singed. And their clothing was was not scorched. They didn't even smell like smoke. You know, the Lord did it complete. They came out of a fire without even smelling like smoke. Often when we're about around a bonfire and later we, 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 we smell our clothes, it smells like smoke. But they did not smell like smoke at all. The Lord completely delivered them from that situation. Why? Because they would not bow down to that golden statue, but they would rather serve the Lord. You know, it is important for us to take a stand for what we believe. You know what? We don't know a lot about Daniel, where he was at during this time. But you know what? It is much easier to take a stand when we are united together. You know what? Daniel, he had to take a stand all alone. If we have people with us or people not with us, God is still commanding us to take a stand for what we believe and what is right. We also see in John 15... This may not always make others like us when we serve the Lord. Jesus let us know that the world might not always like us. It says, remember, they disliked Jesus before they disliked us. You know, persecution will come. We will be persecuted. You know, but Jesus also let us know what to expect. It says there that we know the day will come. And this is speaking, you know, at the end time in Mark chapter 13, letting us know everyone will hate us because you are my followers. You know, we see that around the world today. Christians are being killed. They are being hate. But also lets us know if we endure to the end, we will be saved. That is a promise the Lord has given us. If we stand up for right and we endure to the end, we will be saved. You know what? There is also... One thing that we do need to make sure we need to stand up for everything, but we also need to stand against temptation. We know we know Satan. He loves to tempt us. You know, temptation came to Jesus and temptation will come to us. We see that when Jesus was tempted there 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, it says Jesus was tempted there. And uh, that was in Matthew chapter four. We know that when Jesus was hunger after 40 days, In the desert, the devil wanted to take stones, make stones into bread. It also says when the devil took him up to the highest point of the temple in Jerusalem, he told him to jump off. Next, the devil took him to a very high peak and a high mountain said, 
You can have all this if you kneel down and worship me. You know, temptation will come our way. But I am thankful that Jesus has instructed us how to fight against temptation. We see that Jesus simply quoted the scriptures. You know, it is so important for us to study the word of God. So that when the devil does come and he does tempt us, we have the strength to stand against temptation. In closing tonight... We also see there in Isaiah 520, it says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You know, we live in a world today, it often calls bad good, it calls good bad. That is the world we live in today. It can be hard to stand against that. You know, there is good and there is evil. There is right and there is wrong. We see in John 3, it says judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love darkness more than they love the light. It says all who do evil hate light because we know light exposes their sin. People do not like the light. They like the darkness. You know, we like I mentioned earlier about my daughter, we need to pray for our young people. You know, we, I, I often, I, I don't know if we always quite realize this, the things that our young people today go through school is much different than even what I went through school. They have a lot of things that they have to stand up for. We need to make sure that we pray for our young people as they go to school. You know, I believe that we are called to be different than the world. You know, but before we can do anything, first we need to be saved. We need to be saved, we need to be committed, and we need to be serving the Lord to truly be effective in taking a stand. I believe the Lord can help us to do that tonight. Maybe we're not where we need to be tonight, but before we leave tonight, we always have the opportunity to come down and pray. And I believe the Lord will hear and answer our prayer. The Lord can save you tonight. The Lord can sanctify you tonight. And He can fill you with that Holy Spirit. He can give you that power from on high. So God bless us as we go to prayer. It's Psalm 272 and the altars are open.